When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All I give a damn about. The Rich Eisen Show. God, I love that guy. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Your Detroit Lions are Detroit Lions. I love watching this team play because they'll keep hitting you in the mouth. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We're going to kick you in the teeth. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to be the last one standing. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Still to come, Fox Sports College football insider Bruce Feldman. New York Jets head coach Robert Sala. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Ah, yes. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We've got a lot going on uh, in the football world, college football. Bruce Feldman about to walk in here. Big game between Ohio State and Penn State. Uh, Also, uh, in between not uh, electing a Speaker of the House, um, (laughs) Congress spent some time yesterday talking NIL. I was over on the Senate side of things. Uh Hypocrisy reigns. Stop me if you've heard that one before. It always does. Did you? Did you? <laughs> I mean, some of the things that, that came out of the mouths of these senators, man. Yeah. About, you know, um, players making money and NIL and stuff like that. Yeah. Who are they getting money from? Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> you know, the senator from West Virginia. Um, who lives on a houseboat in Washington, D.C. Joe Manchin saying it's tough to watch kids who are making millions play college football. It's like ruining his viewing experience. We feel bad for you, Senator Manchin. Uh, but at any rate, not to go down that, that, that path here. Petitions making um, millions ruin the country. But I do want to ask Bruce Feldman what, what, uh, how that landed with some maybe league commissioners and coaches and whatever it's being talked about. I, I knew by the way, Congress is not coming to the rescue on this front. Congress is not coming to the rescue on this front. Let me say it one more time. Like how Because I, I kind of I did say to, you know, um, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey when he was on the program in September, really, Congress? For real? That's who's going to come and, and put national guidelines on, on something to make sure Charlie Baker, the new NCAA president, has an easier path to reining this stuff in the way to rein it in the way to actually you know if it needs any reining in the way to make it work is to get a group of institutions of higher learning that have similar issues on this front have similar budgets have similar 
levels of play, have similar recruiting issues, similar everything, get together and create a Super League. That's it. That's the way it's going to go. I don't know how many times I've said this. I'll say it again. What do you come up with a number? What do you want? 64? You want to have four more, 68, like the basketball tournament? You no, want to do that? Too many. I don't know. Who knows? Two leagues. I don't know. You also have uh, relegation, whatever you want to do. It's going to happen. You started the super team, bro. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Oldie but goodie. At any rate, we'll talk about it with Bruce Feldman <laughs> shortly here on the program. Um, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls this hour as well. I got my power rankings in just a matter of moments. One other item to talk about for Philadelphia. We spoke about the Phillies last hour. And also <laughs> the beard uh, being a no-show at practice today. And hasn't been around the team since Sunday, according to Shams of The Athletic. Bruce Feldman again from The Athletic joining us here shortly. Um, one other item for Philadelphia is Julio Jones has been signed by the Philadelphia Eagles. That happened when we went out the door yesterday. And so Julio and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, let's see what he's got in the tank, you know? and Can't hurt. And so it's another set of hands for the passing game and then potentially uh, another set of hands to shove Jalen Hurts for a first down. <laughs> I mean, let's see if Julio Jones has got that lower body strength. In all seriousness, Nick Sirianni said about a half an hour ago with he and Howie Roseman watched tape. They they had him there to run routes, and they think he's got some bursts. He's still got something left. Oh, okay. At the very least, they're going to have the coolest-looking team with A.J. Brown and DeAndre Swift with those super dark visors. Yeah, yeah. Like, add Julio with the dark visor. They're going to have the most badass-looking team. Yeah, I imagine he's, he hasn't let himself go. I'd imagine, I'd imagine he's still... Uh, they are wearing against the uh, the uh, Dolphins on Sunday night, I think those Harold oh. Carmichael-era throwbacks, oh, the uh, Randy Cunningham-era throwbacks. Do you see the picture? Seth Joyner. Is that Hurts that was going around? Yeah, yeah the Kelly Green. Coming. Looks amazing. Yeah, I know. It sure does. By the way, you guys hear their, their trademarking brotherly shove? As they should. Well, well it makes sense. It's better yeah. than, thankfully, not trademarking Tush Push. You know, but this play, as you know, <laughs> um, this play, as you know, is a an automatic yeah. for them. And it's being discussed by the competition committee in their meetings. And they got, I, as you know, I, I think it looks ugly. And I know that's not a metric, but it looks like rugby. It looks ugly. You can't tell. Right? You cannot tell. Whose knee is down when and where the ball stopped? You can't. It does create a gray area to make it tough to officiate and spot, which I think does help the offensive team trying to get the first down. Oh, yeah. And it's got an almost 100% success rate for Philadelphia. It's tough to see anybody else attempt it and be successful at it which is amazing that your Cowboys tried it the other night. I was like, we should have Mozzie in there. Put Mozzie in the back. And it was terrible. It was <laughs> they, awful. It was fourth and short. They didn't make it. They, they didn't make it. And it was clear like that one. Like the other thing too, like it. if you're going to make it work, yeah. you got to have people jump on top of your quarterback while pushing him. So you don't see if he's made it. You just see the, the full momentum. Yeah. You can't mark the ball. Your, Dak was asked about it. in His final question of his mm-hmm. press conference Sunday night. Here was his, uh, his response. Why run a tush push play? They didn't push my tush enough. 
No, just didn't get it, honestly. Um, yeah, just didn't get it. Wish, uh, wish we did. Obviously, that would turn into more points, but yeah, let's get a new name for that. <laughs> That's funny. Again, I, I, I don't like it. The name, and of I know the, play. The, the, I don't like the the TP. I won't say it. You know who should trademark that? Mm, well, Charmin or whatever. Sure, uh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, in terms of why how why it only works for Philadelphia, I'll I'll, I'll say this. Um, they have Jason in, Kelsey in, in the broadcast. <laughs> hold on a second. In the broadcast meeting with the Ravens in London, I had one last question of John Harbaugh, and I'm like, "Is there anything going on that you know?" I mean, he's 16 years in the league, man. Belichick's the only Belichick, and I think. Tom, Tom and I think Tom has been there 16 years too. I think they started the same year. Did they? At any rate, he's been there a long time. Belichick's only longer. Maybe Tomlin. So I, I asked him, I'm like, anything over the first five weeks that you've noticed is a new trend or something going on? I gave him a total macro question, which to be honest, I'm sure, you know, in day four of being in London and him having to go to a a walkthrough was the last thing he wanted to, you know, get deep in on. And he basically said, no, not really. And I asked him, what about this brotherly shove? And I'm like, why do you think it works so well for Philadelphia? And his answer was Kelsey. Mm. He said, Jason Kelsey. Now, he, he said his center, Trevor Lindenbaum, can do it as well. Like, I think he made sure, because he want to make sure this sort of stuff is not going to be used against him by the media in any way, shape, or form. Sure. But Kelsey, Kelsey can get low, and he can push. He's going to the Hall of Fame, this guy. And th I think this is one of the many reasons why Dan Orlovsky on ESPN was asked, who is the, the MVP of non-quarterbacks in the NFL? And he said, Kelsey. He said, Kelsey. Wow. And... um you know, obviously you can have an argument on this front, but he said, Kelsey. And so that, and he also, John Harbaugh also said, it helps to have your quarterback 240 pounds as well. So Kelsey and Hertz, and then you could see how, how they run it. You look at Kel, like we're showing it against the chiefs get, right yeah, here. I guess low. that was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You could see how Kelsey's low and the rest of the, it's like low man wins and Hertz is getting pushed by Gainwell and, you know, Goddard's in down. there. Who's back there? Is that Johnson? That's Lane Johnson on the right side. I mean, you got great guys who are doing it. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not sure how but I can... just don't like people shoving other people. It sucked when USC did it. And, 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 and uh, honestly, that's my problem with it. Jerry Jones at the owners meeting just yesterday. Or is it today? Last 24 hours. He likes to play. He digs it. This is what Jerry had to say. Your thoughts on the tush push? Well, I was surprised. Uh, I'm all for it, and I like to play. Uh, I think Dak is an excellent uh, sneaker. Uh, and uh, I was just surprised that we were stopped. And um, uh, But I completely agreed with that's the play to run. 
but you're okay with the play in general. There's a lot of talk about that with the competition committee with the way Philly has perfected it. You like it? No, I'm okay with it. Okay. I, I like to play. I think there's a, a, a place for the play, and uh, uh, I think you've got some options to uh, run off where people talk about the injury to the quarterback. Well, uh, do the tush push with somebody other than the starting quarterback under center? Yeah, I mean they did. The um, they did in London, Baltimore, run Mark Andrews under center. Yeah, and he took a quick snap, but he didn't get pushed. It's just like, come on. I don't like the, the the pushing. That's the only thing. I just don't like it, and it's ugly, and it's tough to officiate. And but it happens on the goal line with the running back. Yeah, who's I mean, like uh, caught up. And I understand your pushback, pushing. and I understand I, I'm in the I'm minority just, on this too. Yeah. But again, there you have it. I just don't like it because it's the Eagles doing it. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, also, John, John Harbaugh, 08, uh, Mike Tomlin, 07. 07. There you yeah, go. Yeah. I mean, John's been at it a while. Yeah. Yeah. A long while, and they're so good. Which leads me to my power rankings. Oh, oh. yeah, baby! This is my power rankings. Power rankings. All right, this one is mine. So are the other previous ones, but this one is a jumbled all over the place. There's only one. No change on the list. One out of the other nine spots. Wow. That's how jumbled it is. Here we go. Staying on the list, but falling down three spots. I still believe in this team, and I still believe this team deserves to be in the top third of the NFL and would beat two-thirds of the league if they faced off with them. And I know... You might disagree with it, but the Seattle Seahawks are 10. Oh, wow. I still think wow. they're 10. I still okay. like them. I like their run game. Wow. I like their pass game. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is only to get more involved. Is he on the team? He still? is. I know. Oh, okay. I know. And I, I under like the Browns are right there. They're not on my list. And I understand. Not on the they're list. They're not on the list. Wow. wow. They're not on the Jeez. list. I, I, I understand what that would mean when I'm saying what I'm saying. They're like 10A. I just like the Seahawks more than most, and certainly with Deshaun Watson saying he doesn't know when he's going to be back. He could be back this week. He could be back in a week and another two weeks. And I understand what that defense has looked like. I'm putting the Seahawks 10, and I'm having the ninth team be the Ravens leapfrog them and go back on the list. I saw him with my own two eyes. Lamar looks really, really good. And the passing game, I believe, is only going to get better. The run game is so consistent, and the defense is top five. Top five. So, that's why I don't have the Browns on. Lamar's a difference maker, and the Browns have a top five defense as well. I get it. I get it. But that's where I got them. Number eight, one spot up are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Believe in them. Believe in them. They are really a good team. And that kid on the screen, number one, Etienne Jr., Dynamite. is becoming a top five back in this league. Running, scoring, catching. He's exactly what they wanted him to be out of Clemson, and then he got hurt in his first year. Exactly what they want him to be. Trevor Lawrence, I'm concerned about him not playing this week. 
Uh, and then the Texans lurk. Guys, we talked about that to start the show. The Texans lurk. The Texans have already beaten them at Jacksonville. But Jacksonville is a top 10 team in this league. And they move up one spot. Your Cowboys move up one spot. They're seven. I got them seventh on the list. Hey, listen, why is that so low? I don't believe they beat any of the teams that I'm about to mention right now. I don't think so. I can see this. Not right now. Not right now. And and this game was in it was in in the brink in Los Angeles, and they got great plays from Micah Parsons and Stephon Gilmore to call game. Dak played his best game of the year, I think. I really do. Uh, statistically, that might be supported uh, by other weeks. Well, I thought he played well. They finally fed Ceedee Lamb. I'm concerned they're missing a playmaker. That's my concern on offense. Great, but they're seven. And I got the Bills at six. That's the team that's no change. I kept them right where they are. I understand the Giants had them on the brink as well, and they did not look good. But I still believe Josh Allen is the man with Stephon Diggs and the defense. I'm still concerned that they're banged up, but I see what the next couple of weeks looks for them, and they've got New England coming up, and then they've got uh, after that um, Tampa at home, at Cincinnati, home for Denver, home for the Jets. I think they can put together and start stacking, to use the Dak phrase. They're sixth. Number five, down two spots are the Philadelphia Eagles. I popped them down to five. Jalen Hurts has one more interception this year already than he had all of last year. Ooh, baby, yeah. And um, and, uh, uh, again, uh, I just don't know uh, how good they are in terms of being top four. How about that? I'll just keep them at five. I've dropped them two spots after losing their first game of the year. I think that's good. That's and fair. I popped the Lions up one spot. I have the Lions above the Eagles. Okay. I think the Lions right now are the team you do not want to face. Their defense is terrific, that they are offensively cruising. I even toyed with the idea of making them number one, but I just need to see a little bit more yeah. out of them um, to say that they're the best team in the league. They but beat the Ravens this week. They're, uh... I, I, that's going to be a tall order. Yeah, pal. That's going to be a tall I'm order. Saying, I'm saying if, I cannot yeah. wait for that game. Great game. It's kind of like on the polar opposite of Miami, Philadelphia. And then you got Lions and yeah. Ravens yeah. where offensively they can they can put on a nice show and defensively they're going to go swap paint and hit each other. Three on the list up one spot of the Dolphins. The Dolphins are three and then above them because I do believe at full strength they would be able to somehow clamp down on Miami I've got the 49ers at two I do I think that they would be I I do I know I I still love the 49ers I still love them your son's on the team he's on the show tomorrow Brock Purdy's on tomorrow Um, and then number one I, I popped him up to one and I made him one again the Chiefs defense and Mahomes and Kelsey. That's your difference. That's it. Mahomes, Kelsey, the way the defense is playing. Yeah, but at some point, I'm not pushing back that they're number one. I'm just saying at some point, it can't just be those two guys on offense I to, got win, it. to win you the game. Well, I mean, Pacheco is becoming better, and we I'd like he to see is. I'd like to see Tony. Tony? Tony? Rasheed Rice? Rasheed? Tony? I'd love to see those guys. MVS. Are they gonna go get somebody at the deadline? Should. You know, they you, you knock on the Cardinals' door and say, if you're selling, Marquise Brown, no, bring go, Hollywood. Go get D-Hop. I, I, I'd love to see the Chiefs do that. I don't know. 
But right now, you can't discount five wins in a row. And I know yeah. Lions fans are like, we beat them. Okay. Minus Kelsey, minus Chris Jones. Yeah. You beat them on a night that you did, they didn't have them, and you were the best team that night. I just don't know if a rematch would be any different. So that's my, my power rankings. Only one spot stays the same. The Bills stay at six. And one team hops in the Ravens in, Bucks out. And we'll see if the uh, if the Browns uh, will beat the Colts on the road in Gardner Minshew. And I know people could say they should, but I don't think there's a lot of they should anymore in this league right now. It's so up in the air. That's my power rankings for week seven. Let's say you, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls at the end of the hour. But up next, let's talk college football with Bruce Feldman from Fox Sports and The Athletic, Ohio State, Penn State, and more. Coming up next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Roku channel, the radio audience will rejoin us in less than two minutes. First of two times, I say hello to my friend from the Athletic and Fox Sports in his usual Wednesday spot here, Bruce Feldman. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. You go to Columbus tonight? I am. It's a red eye. Go to, go to see Buckeyes and Nittany Lions. Can't wait. Red eye. There's, it's not direct. Where are you flying to? No, flying to Atlanta. And oh. we, uh, oh. thankfully, to our buddy Brady Quinn, he's hooking us up with golf. Maybe we're hey. getting Ooh, on right. at Muirfield. So. Wow. Oh, That's yeah. awesome. Brady Quinn's going to get you on at Muirfield, huh? Brady Quinn's the man, man. He was the man last week in South Bend. We knew that. Well, I mean, what is that like walking around South Bend with Brady Quinn? What's that like? That was actually the part of I was looking forward to most because, you know, Brady's a big deal. You know, you were walking around with whoever you're walking around with in these college towns. Yeah. But 
Brady in South Bend, it was awesome to, to be around where it's like, first of all, he's a big guy, so he's not going to be sneaking in around anyway, but you're walking around yeah. tailgates up to the stadium. It's like, whoa, there's Brady. And he's awesome about it because he's gracious to all these, you know, all these diehard fans. There's yeah. people coming up to him going, I named him after you. Is that and, right? Oh, wow. yeah, it's happened. <laughs> there's a bunch of Brady's. And I say Are there any Quins? A, maybe, maybe it could be a Quinn you know, too. Yeah, I'm sure they're in South Bend, right? It's a big That's Irish. So cool. Irish so probably, people yeah. are pointing to what, like there 20 year old kids who are yes, like, "Yes, I was named after you," or whatever. <laughs> I named him after you, and it's just like it's a really cool experience. Because at one point we were we went to a tailgate and then we were walking in, and it was a big crowd of our group. When I said big, maybe eight yeah. or ten. Yeah, Urban was in the group. Urban's won three national titles. He actually was an assistant at Notre Dame in the '90s. I'm not saying nobody noticed Urban. Sure, everybody noticed Brady. Brady was the guy. Did you meet any uh, Rudys? Uh, we, have, I think we met the original Rudy. Uh-oh. Like there was a, there was I gotta a, duck him. He wants to fight Rich. Did you know that? What? <laughs> did you know you didn't? You didn't hold on a second. We're well, about to return to our uh, radio network. We'll get into this a second. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. As Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports and the Athletic has, the reason why we're laughing for our radio audience is we just revealed to um, our friend that uh, Rudy Rudiger wants to fight me. And I found this out from David Onspaugh, the director of Rudy, told me that Rudy lives next door to Mike Tyson. Didn't he say that? There's so much weird stuff going on right now. Well, and and so, because, you know, I am, as you know, a diehard Wolverine. So I can't stand the movie Rudy. I'm one of the few people that just, because, again, the the moralizing of, of all that's good about sports and college football is Notre Dame, right? And that drives me a little bit nuts. It's like nails on a chalkboard. I, I, I get that. I don't get where, where all of a sudden now. So you guys in your post 50 about, years. Like, is it real? Is it real? Does it, how fake is the movie? You know, and Which did he really come movie? up with a sack? Did he really get, did he really get, you know, uh, carried off and all of that stuff. And apparently Rudy has heard this and he wants to fight me over it. How old, uh, honestly, how old is Rudy now? It's got to be in the 60s, I imagine. Is that right? Do you we guys wanna... are north of fifty, correct? Uh, I am. I am fifty. I don't. I'm a lover. I don't want to fight anybody. Rudy's seventy-five. Is that really? Yeah. Oh, you should do it. You should yeah, take him up on that, Rich. Okay. You I don't know. He wants to fight me. Seventy-five-year-old. So yeah. <laughs> I think this has, by the way, been good for everybody. It's been good for Rudy. People are talking, you know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. everything, and mm-hmm. and and anyway. So, but. Okay. <laughs> I didn't expect this this morning. What do we take out of the uh, Notre Dame win over USC? What do you take away from that? Uh, a few things. First of all, that was the first time I was in that stadium, for, at least for a game, since oh. the Bush-Push game. Really awesome game day atmosphere. They have really ramped up. And I thought Marcus Freeman's team, you know, he's the first, first time head coach, mm-hmm. the big job. He'd only been there one year as an assistant. I feel like he has grown into the job. They have some really good athletes. I'm interested to see how they take the next step. I thought they had a really good plan for Caleb. They overmatched USC. USC, people can talk a lot about the defense, and it's not very good right now. But it's the offensive line, when you looked at them, they did not look like a top 10 caliber offensive line. And so what I saw from that is, there, you know, Caleb is trying to, to walk a tightrope, and he does a lot of this stuff. And there's a NFL guy who I really respect, and he made an interesting observation. He was like, Mm -hmm. it's like he's trying to hit a five-run home run every play. (laughs) And that's what it looked like. And he made three turnovers. They had a bunch of mistakes. 
and he is trying to play, I don't want to say just like the perfect game, because it's one thing to be efficient. It's another thing to make spectacular play after spectacular play. And USC was not ready for the big moment. Uh, Notre Dame was. And I don't know where how USC picks puts the pieces back. Because remember, that's an out-of-conference loss. Right. So if they somehow can beat Oregon and Washington and not stumble, they go to the Pac-12 title game. They still have a chance to make the playoff. But they need to get better, not just the defense, but really they need to get better in a lot of places, including on the offensive line. So then what is your takeaway from Washington, Oregon? What a game that was. Yeah, I think the way Michael Penix Jr. is playing right now, his receivers are really good. He is, you know, he is playing at a really, really high level. They stretch you out. They throw deep balls. He's accurate deep. Uh, Kalen DeBoer, who's this is his second season, Hopefully the rest of the college, the rest of the football audience is learning who this guy is. He's a fantastic coach. And remember, they were they were really bad when he took over. He came from Fresno State. He's a guy who won a bunch of national titles as an NAIA coach. Very even keel. I think, um, you know, I wouldn't write off Oregon. I think Oregon's a really talented all-around team. But what you're seeing right now with Washington, and again, they may stumble because I, I – like they had their hands full with a good Arizona team a couple of weeks ago. I think I'd be surprised if everybody doesn't get picked off at least once in the Pac-12. Do you think that if that does happen, the Pac-12 is left without a playoff seat? Do you think that's possible? Because we're going to because if Georgia moves on, they're they're in, right? If Florida State moves on, they're in, and I think if there's a one-loss Big 10 team whether if those guys pick themselves off, right? I think that that would probably leapfrog because then whoever that is would still have a uh, probably a, as good a win, if not a better win, than anything that's going to be in um, the Pac-12. Now, here's the caveat to that. Yes, this is the last year in terms of probably for the Pac-12, obviously, but the Big Ten, the Big Ten West still stinks, right? You know, <laughs> you got a beleaguered Iowa team that is winning in spite of its offense, and now their offense has all sorts of season-ending injuries. So let, you know, if Iowa comes out of that side, you're, you know, they, you know, look, maybe they will be 11 and one or even worse, you know, 10 and two, they could, you know, the ranking will still not be, it's not like they're going to be 24th in the country. The Pac-12 on the other hand, because it's the two best teams, whoever plays in that title game is going to get a boost. I think if there's a one loss Pac-12 team, they're going to get in, you know, even if it's USC, if USC mm -hmm. runs a table, that means they would end up having wins over Oregon and Washington so and did, UCLA and you know some you know prop Oregon State I think or so did Oklahoma knock Texas out or what about either one of those two that's teams the other, that's the other wild card now if Texas wins and if Texas is a one loss team in there yeah and they've avenged their loss and they beat Alabama pretty soundly in Tuscaloosa I think that you'll get the you'll get them there I just have a hard time thinking something is going to happen here because right now you have North Carolina that's undefeated. You have obviously Florida State is undefeated. I just don't think form is going to hold. There's going to be teams that are going to get knocked off. Bruce Feldman here on the Rich Eisen Show. Before we get to uh, the uh, the upcoming game in in uh, uh, Columbus, Ohio State, and Penn State, uh, Brock Bowers getting the tightrope surgery on his ankle. What does that mean to you? Because my question is, does that show that he wants to play again this year? for Georgia to get three championships in a row? Or is he just 
making sure he is completely cleaned up and ready to go to be a top five pick in Detroit next year for the NFL draft. I think the fact that he got that surgery, you know, on Monday or the, you know, as soon as possible, uh, Tua had, I believe it twice. And the second time was the year LSU won the national title. He actually only missed one game. Okay. They had a bye week in there, but Georgia's had other players. One of their most talented offensive linemen who might be a top 15 pick. He had it. Um, and they have a tight end who's also who already had it. Those guys, it feels like they were on the four to six, you know, weeks outside. So, I mean, if that's the case, you know, he probably gets back in time for the SEC title game. I mean, he's a, he, I think they do need him to win the national title because I don't think their offense is great enough as it's structured now. Like, without him, I think they probably lose to Auburn because he took over the game in the second half. Yeah. He's that good. He is that good. The defense, which I think they expected to be lights out. I know they lost a lot of a lot of terrific players to the NFL. Hasn't been that great so far. Now they've had guys who are banged up too, but it's been, you know, they look good against Kentucky, but that's really been it, right? And so I my hunch is he will come back at some point for the SEC title game. Mm-hmm. At least, and if he does, then how ready is he to go? You know, I, I, my guess is they'll get Alabama. I guess they could get LSU if LSU ends up rolling through. And and uh, Jane Daniels has been phenomenal, but the defense there has not. So uh, there's a lot to be sorted out. But I don't think he's done. I, I don't because if he was, I don't think he would have gotten that surgery at that point. So then let, let me give you one more scenario here. Florida State moves on. Uh, Ohio State beats Penn State this weekend. Michigan shows up uh, at home against Ohio State. They're both undefeated. The let's say one more time. Um, the Pac-12 champion is clearly uh, one of the best teams in the country, based on how everything else goes on. Is it possible that Georgia gets beat in the SEC championship game, and the SEC gets zero playoff teams? Is that a possible scenario here? It's possible. I think the thing that would would be tricky for the SEC in that regard because, look, you know, the SEC, is this is not one of its best years. Yeah, which means, you know, treating the SEC like the rest of college football. Yeah. Is that heresy? Is that is that heretical even it, say It shouldn't be. I think the, the, the way some of this domino stuff works is if Texas comes out of and avenges that loss. Doesn't lose the rest of the year. And then Texas has the win over Alabama. Um, Alabama. And let's say Alabama's the one-loss team, and Alabama has one loss where it was like it was at home. Mm-hmm. It's not a terrible loss, but you can't put Texas. I don't think you can put Alabama in over Texas. If Even it comes if down they to beat that. Georgia in the SEC championship. It's a game. great win, but the head-to-head, it was in your place. Yeah. I just don't, you know, I because at the end of the day, like, you're going to look at what the SEC is. Yeah, you have a great win over Georgia, but the SEC West, I mean, then you're talking about they would have beaten what would be a three-loss LSU team at least, mm-hmm. and LSU got, you know, got dominated in the opener by Florida State. And LSU has another loss that's not, you know, it's not great. So a three-loss team, I just, you know, you'd have one great win. The other team would actually have a great win, too, and it's against the team in question. If it came down to that was the head-to-head. I also think, you know, if if you have an undefeated Big Ten champ, they're definitely going. Right. You know. Um, but what about the, lo- let's just, you know, the loser of Michigan-Ohio State, they're both undefeated. And then that's that's the end of that. 
I think if the loser of that team, I don't think you're getting two Big Ten teams in that case. Okay. Not if you have an SEC, an Alabama that's beaten Georgia and has one loss. You're not, because let's be realistic. Like Michigan's been impressive. They haven't played anybody yet. Mm -hmm. They have a two-game schedule. (laughs) They have a two-game schedule. Penn State. Penn State. And Ohio State. And Ohio State at home. Because, you know, whoever comes out of the the Big Ten East mm-hmm. is going to play an Iowa team that, no disrespect to Kirk Ferentz, he's done a really good job, you know, with winning games. Mm-hmm. But no one's going to look at that and go, oh, you beat Iowa, and they're really good. That's, a, that's, that's just a really limited offensive team. And so they're not going to get a big push. So what you're getting really essentially is, hey, you know, if you beat whoever you beat, you have one really good win. And, you know, Ohio State's resume is going to be a little better because they did win in South Bend, and now that win is boosted. Same deal for Penn State as it is for Michigan, I think. It's just not – the resume is not going to be very strong beyond the heavyweight wins. Bruce Feldman here from Fox Sports and the Athletic. Let's get to it. Then what's at stake, Ohio State and Penn State? Just writ large, uh, obviously, for a national championship and both coaches in their current situations. What do you yeah, have you know, like both guys have – there's – James Franklin's done a ter- terrific job there. He's getting paid a ton. If they lose this game, it's not like people are going to go, oh, we got to make a coaching change. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything like that. Same thing with Ryan Day. It, 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 the chatter will be way louder for him. I mean, he's got an amazing record. He can still avenge it, you know, when he plays, when his team goes to Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in James Franklin's case, I think he's like eight and uh, one and eight, you know, against these, you know, powerhouse programs. He's beaten Ohio State that one time. Um, he has beaten them, but it's just like they've been close. They haven't gotten it done since. Uh, I think this is a really talented team. I think this game, if this game was in Happy Valley, as it was last year, I would pick this this Penn State team over Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Like when we were at in Columbus uh, two weeks ago for the Maryland game, I didn't see anything from the Buckeyes that day that made me feel like they're going to dominate this game. I think... Penn State's really talented. They may have even better athleticism than Ohio State. I don't wow. think you could have ever said that in a long time. That's correct. Right. Um, their quarterback is, is like, I think Drew Aller is is more gifted than Kyle McCord, but he's never played on this, this quite to this stage yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played last year, but it's just like, now you're, you're, you're carrying it. Um, I think Penn State has the better offensive line. They're going to be tested. Ohio State has a good defense. This is better. They're better than they were last year. And they have a bunch of guys on the D-line who are very capable. And one of them last year, JT Tuimaloa, took over the game in the fourth quarter. So here we go, Penn State. Here's your chance to prove people wrong. So it's so close that the only thing that can tip the scales is if Lou Holtz says something in the next 48 hours? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think Careful. Ryan Day needs to worry about anybody giving them added motivation. It's like, okay, how good is our offensive line, you know, and how healthy are we going to be? You know, Travion Williams, who's, you know, missed a bunch of time. He's a really gifted running back. Yes. You know, is he going to be good to go and good to give them a, a difference maker in the backfield so they're not one-dimensional? See, I, one of the many things I appreciate about you, Bruce, is you give me information and you don't take my bait. You just don't take my bait. You don't give me I what I'm looking for. I got sucked in on the 75-year-old man fighting story. <laughs> as 80, 85. I think you're 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 younging him up. You're younging him up. Um, all right. Did you take in anything from the Senate um, hearing on NIL yesterday? Stupidity. I mean, it's like they can't even control what they got. Like you got one guy who's talking about it's chaos. It's like, come on. Anybody who's pays 
1% attention to what goes on in our political forum, you know, you have no business talking about that when you, when you're, you got a clown show going and, and, you know, in that forum. Mm -hmm. So no, I mean, cause I mean, then what, then, then why, why are there some people in power in because college jackasses? Well, I like mean, you have this thing where you have, um, the ratings have, have been sky high for college. There's been way more interest in college football now than in the last, than it over this five year stretch. I would agree it's with peaking. that. Yes. But you have people who are, they're clowns. They are clowns. Why? Like it's embarrassing that they're actually in positions of power. But the idea that they're waiting in on they don't know what they're talking about. So then why why again Greg Sankey and others in in power saying, hey, let's see what Congress has to say. I don't Cause, know. Because uh, uh, Because they, I think they're uncomfortable with the power dynamic of how it's starting to play out. I mean, there are people and people in positions of power in college football who are yeah. talking about things like revenue sharing and things that that are kind of that are awkward and uncomfortable for some, not all, but some of the positions in leadership. I mean, it's a, it's a sport that has no real leadership at the top. Now, why they would turn to something else that has bizarro leadership is, is ridiculous to me. Well, cause I guess they are the federal authorities and can somehow potentially pass legislation that does make something uniform when they're desperate for uniformity, you know what I mean? And so that I understand, that's why I'm saying, you know, that, the way everything's going with realignment, the way everything's going with television contracts, they're they're the true powers, right? The people who are running Fox Sports and ESPN. ESPN and, yes, that is right? exactly like, right. Like that is the true power right now that team school presidents listen to, and and because that's where the money is, right? Now. Exactly. This yeah. is where the money is. So that's why I'm saying that you get a bunch of schools that are like minded that have partnerships. I mean, the Big Ten just you know, gave the commissionership to a former CBS sports executive. I know yeah. Tony Petiti for years. And so, you know, Greg Sankey's done deals with Tony Petiti. So you get a bunch of people together in a room, figure out who's in the boat, who gets to be, you know, relegated to start, who can then can come back in the boat and you create a new construct where you come up with your own rules well, it's that your, can pass Supreme Court muster yeah. for the NIL. Let's, That's what I'm saying. Let's put that aside for a minute. Yes. Because there's a lot of rules that I think frustrate college football coaches at a high level that sometimes get made by people who are not playing the same game or they're not even really involved in the game, but that's how the NCAA is structured. And I think there is, you know, some of the people I talk to who are in the sport are like, hey, we need to get them out of the mix. Who's them? Who's them, them? Yeah. is the NCAA. Because it's a different, it is a completely different dynamic than what happens for women's volleyball or softball or track or, you know, these sure. other sports are just not the same. They don't travel the same. They don't operate the same. Well, they, they don't make, the, they they don't don't make, make the anywhere money. near the same right. money. Uh -huh. And so to have, or you have like division two schools or FCS schools, you know, wading in on this, it's not logical, right? So you will have, I heard you say this before, 64. I don't know if it's 68. It's right now, it's not a neat number um, to sort out, hey, this is how we're going to run it. We're going to have some form of revenue sharing. Mm -hmm. We're going, you know, whether it's Greg Sankey or Tony Petiti, I, my guess is it would probably be one of those two people who would be the Goodell of yeah. this new entity. And then I think your your officiating is uniform. A lot of other things are Ske more uniform. Scheduling, scheduling, scheduling would be more is uniform. uniform. You're right. Yes, and I think 
look, there's a football coach I know well who's working in college who knows the NFL model really well. We have talked about this a lot. And I think it will at some point get there because it's more logical. Now, the other stuff you're bringing in from this week, I just sit there and I'm like, these are these are buffoons. Like they don't know any, you know, like it's theater to them. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's theater. It's like, especially you don't need to have those jackasses involved in this process. Especially since many of them just walk off the, the, the hearing floor and go do a podcast, you know, it's, it's, but that's for a different yeah. day and a different time. But I just wanted to get your two thoughts on all of that. Uh, two cents on all that. Uh, enjoy uh, Columbus. Tell everyone there. I said, hi. I will. Because I'm genuinely interested in their uh, well-being. Okay. okay. What? I'm being... I'm being... Uh, being what? Uh, what's the word for it? Arrogant. Disingenuous. I got it. Thank you. Oof. Not arrogant. Why would I would you say arrogant? Disingenuous. You've been arrogant for two years. Oh, just, oh you have no idea how I'm going to be in November, potentially. Potentially. <laughs> he, no he, he couched that a little. Of course I have to. It's Did not a given. Repeat? Oh, not God. like this weekend. That's a given. Ha! Ooh, I feel good. Good to see you, Bruce. Good to see you. You bet. Bruce Feldman, not taking my bait once again, but it's one of the many reasons why I love having the gentleman from the Athletic and Fox Sports on right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Back with your phone calls in a moment. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Do you want to explain to me how uh, you, you, what you told me on Monday that Rudy has heard what I've had to say about this subject? <laughs> this is the best part. Is so I haven't told my guys what about this, but please, I give you the floor. Is this true that Rudy that this what I have said into this microphone has filtered in the direction of Mr. Rudiger? 
<laughs> directly to Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes. And um, it, it was very interesting. I have not talked to Rudy. Angelo has. Okay. And apparently Rudy was pretty incensed, incensed enough to go to his neighbor, Mike Tyson, and ask him if he would train him to get you in the ring to put you where you belong. <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. Back the truck up. Hold on. So the real Rudy yes. lives in Las yeah. Vegas next to Mike Correct. Tyson? Who he has apparently yeah. asked for uh, like, like training, training advice so he could come you know, in my room. I, he could, you know what? Rudy could, I heard this through Angelo. <laughs> what? Angelo spoke to him. But it could have been, I know that Floyd Mayweather. It might have been Mayweather. Mayweather lived in his neighborhood. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. And and, oh, by the way, what was not in the movie, what was not in the movie is that when Rudy was at Holy Cross, and he was, you know, uh, you know, trying to come off as a Notre Dame student, getting in the cheering section, painting the helmets, and all that. He also joined what they called, and I don't know if they do it today, but it was a campus-wide boxing tournament, and it was called the Bengal Bouts. And dudes, he won it. As a Holy Cross student masquerading as a Notre Dame student, and he won. And we had it originally in the script, but we had to cut it out. Well, you know? now hearing about um, his ability to fight, and yeah, you better his start desire playing nice with Rudy. Um, yeah. Boy, what a great film this is, David. I mean, now that you tell me the backstory, I mean, wow, it's uh, it's quite a moving uh, piece of uh, cinema that you put together. <laughs> oh yeah, that was fun back in the day. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, let's take a phone call here. Aaron, uh, hit it, Mike. Hit, hit the drop. Go for it. Where is A.A. Ron right now? He's in Milwaukee <laughs> right here. Aaron in Milwaukee. Hey, Rich. Where are uh, you? Long time, first time. I love the program and all you guys do. Um, thanks for the time. I just wanted to call with a proposed MLB playoff format fix for you. All right. Uh, so I would suggest shortening the regular season to 150 games expanding the playoffs to eight teams per league, no buys at all, a five-game series for the wild card, seven-game series the rest of the way. Um, that way everyone plays the same number of games, prevents making excuses that undermine underdog runs, because we value that in, like, the NCAA and NBA playoffs. doesn't really make sense to do that for baseball. All right. Love your thoughts Sold. on that. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. And you know, you know who's not going to be in the owners? Why, why would they do 150 games? Why would they do it? Because as – because we're getting it on the back end for playoff games. Uh, I guess. Or just win. How about that? Kershaw, don't give up six runs. How about you hit, Mookie, for your 90 gajillion million dollars? Same thing with Freddie Freeman. Hit. Rangers, D-backs, you watching that World Series? Um, nope. So, but that first of all, <laughs> so? it's not going to be it. That's not going to be it. Why, why not? It's going to be Rangers-Phillies. How, how do you know that? Okay. You have a, do you, have the, do you have the almanac, the gray sports okay. almanac? It's a crystal ball. Back to the future, too. I mean, I do have a sports script. Almanac. But no, it's, it's different that's script. For football. By the way, I told you that script that it had Rodgers lose his healthy Achilles four snaps in, you should throw that away. But I'm going to let you know it gets better for you as you go on. What so. does it say for, for Robert Sala's interview coming up? Oh, well, what does it say? I'm just, I don't want to ruin it. Hopping. It is popping, right? You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. That's what it says. <laughs> it said that. Oh, yeah, baby. It said Zach Wilson's actually playing well. Al in Dallas. What's going on, Al? What's up, Al? Well, 
my man, my man, Rich Eisen's a lover, not a fighter. That's... So, Rudy, you ain't got no shot getting the ring of Richard. Yeah, by the way, we just replayed for our radio audience the I, Roku, I the, and the Roku segment. I uh, explaining to the radio audience when David Onspach came on. And remember, I told you guys when we came, when I came in, that I ran into him in the supermarket. Wait till he tells the story about mm-hmm. Rudy and me. You guys did not know no. that he had learned that Rudy wanted to fight me and spoke to his next-door neighbor, Mike Tyson, or as he then said, wait a minute, it might not have been, it might have been Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Is there a difference? <laughs> not, when, not when I'm on the business end of that knuckle <laughs> sandwich, case, pal. I'll know. Uh, he doesn't want to fight you. He wants to kick your tukas. That's correct. So, And by the way, uh, TJ, I, I felt like I was on hold at WIP earlier in the show. I mean, good God almighty with the Philly talk. It's making me nauseous. Hey, bud. Hey, hey, look, they're, they're the homes of uh, many champion, uh, you know, conference and, uh, and league champions right now. They're the biggest so I'm losers, hater. I'm actually. a hater. I'm a hater, so I was, <laughs> I'll come out and write for you a minute. Uh, you know, Brockman uh, is 100% right, my man, my main man, Chris Brockman, regarding these playoffs. The, the, the problem is is that when you shorten the series, you give an advantage to the, 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 the weaker team. Uh, you let them you let them survive. And you're right, Richard. You're right. I mean, these guys got a pitch. They got a hit. But nobody, and I mean, and, I, and you know, I live here, so, you know, I'm, I'm watching the Rangers. But nobody wants to watch D-backs, Rangers. Uh, they, they have to come up with something. They have to come up with something better. They're not going to cut games. You said it. They're not going back to 160. They're not going to take those 12 games off the board. They just have to. They, they have to make the series. Uh, you got to make them longer. Hey. And they're, they're not. TV runs rules, so they're not. They're not going to do that. Either. I appreciate the time, Al. We're up against it. Thanks for calling. Look, I'm just going to give a, a quick minute treatise here. This has nothing to do with rest and whatever. It has to do with everybody throws 100 million miles an hour out of the bullpen and the way you're, 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 you're dealing with your analytics. All you need is five innings from somebody, and then you bring in six people who throw 105 miles an hour, and their off-speed pitch is 98. Everybody's got them now, and it changed when, when the Royals did it, right? They, and, and, and the other small market teams, if you will, small market, just get a whole bunch of draft choices who can throw 105 miles an hour and 98 on the off speed, and it wins every time. It's why the all-star games are one nothing. But that's the also why you can't, you can't afford to have time it. off. You can't have your timing what, time off. What timing, whatever. It doesn't matter about timing when somebody's throwing 105 and then 98. It does matter. And we saw it. With the best teams in baseball not advancing. What it means is that that you you could say, so then then you change the format, you won't see Diamondbacks versus the Rangers. Yeah, you will if they've got eight guys who throw 105 and their off speed is 98. And that's what it seems like the small market teams can do to compete. Those are my two cents on it. Robert Sala is about to join us. You know what I mean? So... Honestly, that's the way it is right now. And the best part about it is it's become more watchable because of the new rules. More watchable because of the new rules because you're not having some right center fielder be a third baseman catching a line drive and you're seeing you're seeing better pace of play. Well, you're seeing better. I think, it's, I think it's funny too. In the in the best year we've had for baseball in a long time, because of the new rules, we're still sitting here trying to fix the game. Well, I mean And that's also a problem. Another reason why it's tough to fix is because when we grew up, it was a national sport. Now it's a regional sport. If you're not a fan of these four teams, are you tuning in? I'm seeing it a little. Cooper's turning it on. Only if I you're, mean, only if you're a real sicko. I'm telling you, the reason yeah. why I'm seeing a lot of this stuff is my 12-year-old is turning it on. 
which is great for baseball. A 12-year-old who is locked in. He is locked in on it, which is great. And I think the new rules help for a 12-year-old to be locked in. But when it all comes down to it, the reason why you're seeing the big market teams lose, I don't believe is because of rust or anything like that. It's because these other teams, small market teams, lesser, if you will, teams, have the ability to have the, in this day and age of anal- analytics and whatever, the back end of your, your pitching staff be just as good. That That's a level playing field. The, Closers the, the, and The big market and teams have the exact same advantages, but they've just had a week off. These other teams were playing the whole time and stayed hot. Pitch better, hit better. I mean, we can have this argument, and I think we will for the next uh, week and a half while we're waiting for game one of the World Series. (laughs) Robert Sala, yes, joining us next.